Open up my heart Open wide my eyes Holding out my hand I live Life with compassion Anything I give I give to myself I remember this I live Life with compassion Caring for you as I care for me Being with you, seeing as you see Opening our hearts, we better care Knowing love is there Bear my soul to you Speaking words of truth Offering my life I live Life with compassion Comfort you with love Share with you my joy Fulfilling my life, I live Life with compassion Loving you and me equally Being in oneness, in harmony Silent words permeate the air Knowing love is safe Anything I give, I give to myself. I remember this, I live life with compassion. Life with compassion. Life with compassion. Namaste, everyone. Welcome to another show with Healing for Inner Peace. Um, this is your host, Mark Kimmelstein, and um, we have a very special guest, uh, an, an old close friend of mine, Deborah McGrath. And what's interesting, you know, you and I were talking, and we've known each other since I started um, doing the Bartok radio shows, and then we figured out, what, what, about eight years ago? Yeah, I think it's been about that long. So cool. So um, yeah. So if you could um, explain a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are, and and then you know as you and I had talked before, um, you know what led you to do the the, the laughter yoga and some of the other things that you that we've talked about. You're uh, you've been working writing a book, and and you have some some other goals that you've been working on. 
Well, uh, to start with, my name is Deborah. Uh, and, yeah, the, the journey started, uh, ooh, shortly after early uh, in 1990. It was a near-death experience that was the result of uh, I was in a, a car accident uh, leaving the base on Fort Eustis, Virginia. I woke up three days later to a doctor telling me that, in his opinion, that I would never walk again. And I, I started going through rehabilitation a little bit there in Virginia, but then I uh, was told that Ohio had the best rehab. So I, w- I was flown here. I was in the hospital from January until September of that year. So it was nine months that I was in the hospital. So many things happened during that time. You know, my son, m- my marriage had uh, ended. My son was living with my parents. I mean, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was a brand-new show. And, you know, I was in the hospital learning how to swallow, chew, speak, uh, and, you know, just live again. But from, obviously, it was going to be from a wheelchair because car accident left me paralyzed. So that's where, the, you know, the journey began because, of course, uh, I went through, uh, what do they call it, the five stages? I don't remember all of the stages because it seems as if I, I don't know. I I felt as if in the beginning I was stuck in depression and denial um, and I think then bargaining. I I don't, I always thought that I was in acceptance, but then uh, it never felt as if I really was. And then there was that fifth one. I don't remember what, what, what the fifth one is. In any case, I, I think I've gone through all of them and have come to, acceptance, which is what led me to the last yoga, because it's, I thought to myself, I couldn't keep going through the process of wanting to do all of the things that I used to be able to do, you know, such as cashiering or modeling. I couldn't do all of those things, at least I thought so in my mind, because I've since done some modeling. But initially, that was my thought. You know, I I can't do everything that I used to do, so I need to be able to find the things that I can do. What can I do that it doesn't matter uh, about the physical limitations that I currently experience? And laughter yoga was, you know, was one of them. I found laughter yoga. It was started by a doctor, uh, Manda Katarian, in India. He has laughter clubs. I think he said it was on the website in over you see, in over 60 countries or 160 countries. But anyway, these people just get together in these laughter clubs. There's no charge. They accept a, a love offering or donation, and they just laugh. And he said when he first started it, that uh, it started with telling jokes, and then eventually it turned into something crude, and then he began to study and figure out that there, there could be a way for people to laugh without there being a reason. And that's, what, that's how he came to create laughter yoga. It's a combination of uh, rhythmic breathing and laughter. And uh, they do suggest that people who may be experiencing any sort of physical difficulties get clearance from a, a physician before they begin because it, it does. I mean, it can, you can really, uh, for lack of a better term, get amped up, but because, it, you know, your, your breathing is involved. Um, so I told myself, I said, I, you know, I, I want to find something that I can do. Um, I didn't want to physically leave the house and 
go back to, to college, even though I did right after the car accident happened, I did go back to school. You know, but things changed. I, you know, I met my husband. I had a child. And, you know, in raising the family, I really wanted to be home. I mean, part of me was still thinking of my old way, you know, of how I used to live my life. I went out and I went to work. I went to school. I was out physically doing things. But my life had changed, and it was it was a, a struggle for a while to try to feel and live a productive life, but doing them from a position of sitting down and still feeling good about myself. I went back to school, and that's where I met my husband. But once I, you know, I went through the miracle of this and had a, a healthy baby, I realized that um, I wanted to be home with him. And that's when I made the grand decision to to homeschool. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear Hello? you just fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just Sorry. Fine. Uh, so when I made the decision to homeschool, I did that for 14 years. Um, I worked at home. I, you know, I had a couple of work at home jobs that I did uh, around the homeschooling schedule, but that was uh, my main focus and goal. And so when that was coming to a close, especially during when he was in high school, I realized I was going to be going through empty nest and I positive that I could do that. I knew that I would be able to succeed at doing. And that's when I found laughter yoga and I took a seven-week course and I was able to to complete the course. So I'm a certified laughter yoga leader. I'm not an instructor because that, uh, in, that's the, the next level uh, and does require uh, more than what I'm currently uh, you know, more than what I'm currently doing right now, and it's also in a different state, uh, something that you have to do. It's not something that can be done over the phone or via Skype. At least that's what, at least that's what the last time I looked, that's what I came to understand. So I'm perfectly happy with being a laughter yoga leader. At some point, if I'm interested in becoming an instructor, I might move in that direction, but not, not currently. Mm-hmm. So that's the story of how I came to do laughter yoga. It was uh, it's been a pretty pretty interesting journey. Okay, um, we have a caller. I know who it is. Would you like to lead them through the laughter yoga process? Uh absolutely. Okay, hold on. Um, okay, eight hundred two two five four. Your microphone is on. Welcome to the Young Front of Peace show. Yes, this is Martha Widger. My baptismal name is Mary. My husband's by my side. We have two extensions, but the other phone hands that doesn't work. So I wanted to to get help from the laughter yoga teacher, but also to have Rennie get some help too. Um, well, if only well, I had a Rennie handset. Okay, um, so, so Rennie, can Rennie hear? Well, he said this handset doesn't have a speakerphone. So if we pass the what you hold in your hand or the landline back and forth. I think he's Is there a way you can hold it? Is there a way you yeah. can hold it so that both of you can hear? For, for a little while. He doesn't want to talk today, he says. But he can oh, certainly well, sit well, beside you. Because you know, this process, uh, like, like I said, uh, Deborah and I have done shows together before, and it would be good for both of you because you, you're both close friends of mine. 
So yeah. you can both could listen in and and work with it. You know, work with yeah. the process that Deborah will lead us on. Yes. Okay. All right. Go okay. ahead, Deborah. Hi. What you, you said your name was Mary. Um, baptismal name is Mary. Um, my my Christian name is Martha. Yeah, and I got married last year to a man seven years younger than me, and I went through not a physical um, accident like yours. I missed the beginning of the show because I was trying to get the other hands up to work, so I didn't hear like what happened to you that you had to uh, go into a wheelchair. But I went through a lot of problems, and he went through a lot of problems too. So we wanted to see how you changed and grew in even um, got help from the divine and kept your your um, faith and kept your gumption going so you could teach your child and and be happy in marriage. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so this is um, Martha and Rennie. Martha and yeah. Rennie, and I, they're, they've been friends with them for a long time as well. He's been, okay. Much, yeah. Okay. Well, great. I'm happy to have you on the air with us. Uh, the 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 laughter yoga just requires you to to take in a deep breath. Uh, I don't know if you can raise your arms up over your head or not, but at, basically you take in a deep breath as, as you're raising your arms up, and then on the exhale down, when you're letting your arms down, that's when you exhale. Okay. So we're okay. gonna take in a deep breath. Take in a Ah, and I usually make a sound of ah as I exhale and let my arms down. So I'm going to take in three deep breaths. Okay. Ah. Ah. Inhale in. Exhale. Ah. Ah. Inhale in. Ah. Ah. And the first long exercise that I usually do is just a ha-ha-ha. It's just ah, a, it makes the sound ah. of ah, ha-ha-ha. And I usually do this for 30 seconds at a time. It's a lot more, it, it, it works better for about 30 seconds at a time over the air. 30 seconds? Okay. okay. Takes kundalini breath work. Kundalini breath work almost. The, oh. the deep, the, my husband does Zen Buddhism and you hold a long breath and then you can inhale such a way to heal yourself. So we went downtown to the yoga studio and they did Kundalini breath work along with the stretching you're talking about and helped us both last summer. Okay, so are you ready to laugh? Yeah, <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> It's a deep. I'm gonna take a deep breath from the stomach, and make the ah sound when you're while you're laughing. Show me, show me the rhythm again, because I'm, I'm, um, I have, I'm nervous to laugh. One of these 
women that doesn't like to express their emotions in public. <laughs> oh, well, laughter, you know, is, I, I don't know if it falls that- into the same category because of the deep breathing, but you laugh for about 30 seconds and then you take three deep breaths once it's over. So we laugh for about 30 seconds mm-hmm. and then you want to take in three more deep breaths. <sighs> there we go. Let it, let, it, yeah. let it go. Let it loose. Yeah. Go ahead, Martha. Are you still eating it cereal? Let it go. Let it go. Yeah, so that's just a brief demonstration of laughter yoga. It usually goes on for a lot longer, and there are several more exercises, and this is why they're done in clubs, usually in, you know, with open space, you know, either in a home or uh some people do them at the YMCA or they get together outside when it's warm, obviously, and they last for about 30 minutes to an hour. Doing oh, my. Their six, wow. Yeah, several oh, wow. Healing with humor. This is the best. <laughs> it really well, is. What's the old saying? Laughter is the best medicine, I think they say, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, now, can you explain a little bit more about what, what laughter actually does in healing the body? And, and and so forth. Can you can you go over that with us? Uh, the the healing part is basically the breathing because you're moving the oxygen through your body. The laughter helps to free the mind of and release. Uh, the, you release those endorphins through the laughter, but also because um, from a psychological standpoint, you're able to be in the now moment. You're not thinking about what you, what mistakes you might have done in the past. You're not thinking about the bills you have to pay tomorrow. You're able to just be in the here and now, in the presence of the, this, of this, the, the moment which is now. So it takes you out of your head and allows you to move the oxygen to your body. And anytime you're taking in more, you know, deep breathing and oxygen, your body is benefiting from it. Hmm. That's basically it in a nutshell. So when you've done the leading of which you you are trained to do, um, what is the average length of the sessions that you normally do when you're working with someone? The average, the average length of a session is about is thirty minutes. I think the founder, uh, the, I think his might be an hour, and he does have some videos on YouTube that are two or three minutes at a time. Um, there's a laughter yoga uh, over the phone. I think they go for about a half an hour to 45 minutes. But the sessions that I do, I usually keep them for to a half an hour. Um, for people such as myself that are physically, you know, using a wheelchair, you know, either because of either paralysis or multiple sclerosis, um, laughter yoga and the deep breathing is 30 minutes is is what's best because of the deep breathing and even though if they have any restriction in movements or problems such as that, 30 minutes is the best amount of time. Right. Yeah, because I know that breathing is an important part of many different forms of yoga, not just laughter yoga. You know, for you know, some of many of the things that you've already mentioned. I mean, it, breath mm-hmm. of life. But there's a difference between passive breathing and active breathing. Uh, that's correct, and I, I would I would hazard a guess to say that this laughter yoga practice that Dr. Katarian started would probably fall into the category of active breathing, 
because you are you can feel. I know for me, even even with the experience of paralysis, I feel my blood, you know, moving when I'm when I do the deep breathing with the laughter yoga practices, and that's one of the the health benefits that can help anyone, whether they have paralysis or multiple sclerosis, or if they're just you know perfectly healthy. It's always good for the body to have deep oxygenated breathing throughout the day because we mostly we're we're so engaged and involved with our activities of either work, school or family, we don't have time to take a deep breath, which is why it's a part of a lot of practices that say if you want to change a pattern, you know, go outside and, and stand in the fresh air and take in a deep breath. Um there's some other practices I don't know the names of all of them, but they require you to take they suggest that you take ten deep breaths um uh, every hour. So this is why I enjoy laughter yoga because it combines not not only the laughter but with the deep breathing. Both combined, those two instances combined allow you to do that, you know, for a concentrated amount of time on a daily basis if that's what you choose to practice. Right now I just do it, I do it once a week um, uh, on the phone with the laughter yoga group. And then I have uh, tomorrow I'm going to be, doing a laughter yoga minute with Barbara Grace on Barbara Grace's show. There should be a link uh in the description that will take you to that show. And I do that once a month here um on Blog Talk Radio. Right. And and just so everyone knows, I, I put the link in the show notes on the on the bottom. And Barbara Grace Reynolds is also a friend of mine as well. So be sure to listen to not only tomorrow's show, but but Barbara's other shows as well. She's she's very very gifted in in her own way. That's that, that's what happened. She's been a friend of mine for a long time as well. <laughs> now, um, one thing which I was which I want to say. Well, we had Martha on the phone as well um, because she knows with other family members and so forth. Um, with laughter yoga. If someone has, say, some mental or emotional blocks or or challenges, how can you use the breathing exercises and the laughter to release those issues, to release those blockages so that you can be more free to be in a much more happier, peaceful, more joyful place? That's a that's a that's an interesting question. I don't know that it. it I mean, as long as they can laugh, I, I'm I'm imagining that fact that if they're in a place where they can laugh, that it would take them out of those issues that you just mentioned for that for that time period that they are laughing, and the deep breathing will allow them to. I mean, it just you know brings up those endorphins. They should be able to naturally feel better. But I'm, I'm certain it's true. It's that, true. Uh, Zen breathing I'm, always helped my husband, and it wasn't just the meditation part, but it's also I think being in a, a peaceful setting with his sensei and the community of Buddhist monks are here and where we live in the northeast. With the yoga studio, our, our teacher also has a spiritual component and a sense of humor. So the yoga teacher um, helps you get out of your everyday mundane. Um, whether it's emotional pain or being old and tired or having uh, paralysis like you, a physical disability. I have both a physical uh, chronic illness and emotional and post-traumatic stress. And I find 
I'm really happy you told me about the laughter component because to stay in tune with love and happiness, it's a challenge. I'm like, I'm in the sandwich generation. My parents are elderly and they might have to sell their house. And uh, my, my husband too, he has, um, his parents live far away too. It's hard to visit them, but um, his, he, he's so talented and we have a, Well, as I was going to point out, laughter yoga is just a tool. It's not, I wouldn't say it's not, it's not exactly a blanket solution. It's not a panacea, of course not, but it's, right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a tool that I, that I use in my arsenal to help with, um, because it, it has helped me to, you know, overcome times of depression, because who doesn't, you can't, it's hard to be depressed and laugh at the same time. So uh, yeah. the laughter yoga helps me in times of when I, you know, I feel down and those times of feeling down or depression happen, have happened less and less over the time period since I began practicing laughter yoga. Um, also, there are other spiritual practices such as practicing gratitude. I talk about that on um, my mm-hmm. periscopes. And so, you know, I also use the tool of uh, writing poetry. Uh, I'm currently writing a book where I release my story within and, you know, share all of the experiences that I've had and the tools that I use to help me to cope and to not only survive but thrive um, in life, right. regardless of, you know, allowing myself to be the person that, you know, I am choosing to be, regardless of my circumstances, whether they be physical or emotional uh or, you know, even financial, you, you just have to find the tools that will allow you to do what it is that you want to do, regardless of everything else that might be happening. Because, I mean, basically, it's just the a, a, a take attitude of I'm going to win. I'm in control, and, you know, I can't allow circumstances to beat me. And because I can honestly tell you, in the first couple years of, of experiencing being disabled and having paralysis, you know, I did allow those thoughts to overtake me. You know, I can't do this. I, I mean, my whole speech was filled with so many I can'ts and I don't know how and or why did this happen. And I, I learned that I found another tool called affirmations. Uh, where you, affirmations? Not, not affirmations. Not, it's A-F-F-O-R-E. Affirmations. Uh, it's a little book written by a man named Noah St. John. And basically, instead of asking, why did this happen to me? You know, you turn it around and say, why is, why is my life getting better and better every day? Because you ask yourself these unending loop questions, your mind is going to come up with an answer. So if you say, why am I oh, so, yeah. and then you say, so put something negative after that, uh, such as maybe stupid or fat or overweight, and your mind is going to come up with an answer. But if you say, so that, that if it comes up for something negative, you ask yourself a positive question, such as why am I so wonderful, your mind is going to say, well, because you deserve to be wonderful, because that's just who you are. And so the more uh-huh. you change those questions to find so that, it gets you, know, you out of self-blame, it gets you out of self-blame with the stigma, like he and I have the stigma of emotional illness and uh, oh, he's he's saying don't talk about our problems too much. Well, like you're saying, think positive, but not in a in a shutting your eyes way. You still 
you still coped with your day-to-day reality that you had, marriage and a child to raise. But um, if you intend healing, I know that the physical immune system can mobilize miracle cures. But the love, the what was it? Bernie Siegel wrote in Love Medicine and Miracles that uh, an attitude of gratitude or something like that helps. Right, gratitude yeah. is, a, is a huge help. I actually wrote an article called The Healing Power of Gratitude that is on PurposeFairy.com where I talk about uh, this book that I read by John D.F. Martini. It's called, I forget the name of the book now, but the article I wrote was called The Healing Power of Gratitude. One of the exercises in the book was to talk about uh, the thing that you consider to be the worst thing in your life and to find three, write down three things that you are grateful for about that situation. And I used to think that, you know, being paralyzed was the worst thing. And the three uh-huh. things that I came up with after reading the book three separate times, I didn't complete the exercise the first time I read the book. I put it down two more times before completing the exercise. The three things that I, would, that I could be grateful for, that I had a, a van that had a ramp on it. Um, I didn't have to wash dishes at home because our kitchen isn't wheelchair accessible, so you know, oh, wow. my husband washes the dishes. Wow. That's you know, good. And that, that, that I survived, basically, that I was still alive. So those are reasons for me to be grateful. And once I started practicing that, then that opened the, the floodgates for me to be grateful for so many other things on an almost daily basis. Sometimes moment by moment I find things to be grateful for if I only open not just my physical eyes but the, the third eyes that, you know, and look from my heart. Uh, of things that I can be grateful for. You know, for example, this show, the fact that you can, there is a blog talk radio. You know, my friend Marcus, the fact that you called in and have, uh, you know, listened to us talk about laughter yoga. So laughter yoga is a tool that I use along with practicing gratitude. And I know for a lot of people, uh, religion is their tool. So whatever tool works to help you to, to not just cope, but to thrive, you know, even with oh, wow. yeah. you know, yeah. specific circumstances. In the support groups I've been in, I'm sorry to interrupt, in the support groups I've been in for my own traumas that I went through, there's a, sometimes we couldn't help each other because we were all too sorrowful for the traumas, um, the abuse traumas we've been through. But um, when we had uh, a Tai Chi teacher come once, uh, that helped us physically move around and helped us think about, I mean, this is a different a different world when you say, I'm going to thrive. I'm not just going to survive and, and worry about the past all the time. It doesn't mean to make light right. of it. Yeah. Oh, wow. I right. remember from when I was a student nurse that the nursing professors talked about how you could get in a, like a feedback loop with pain magnified right. by... Uh, the day-to-day downheartedness of being disabled or having just your mundane names like too many bills, fear, pain, fear, magnifying each other. And um, one way to get out of that is to uh, be proactive and also to laugh at the the good things in life and and, um, remember to breathe too, like uh, to stop hyperventilation, to stop hyperventilation that can bring on a panic attack. If you right. 
remember to laugh, you can snap yourself out of a kind of a I don't know what you call it. The downward spiral almost and you can turn back your face to a better future and and um and um helping your like me, I have no children, but helping can still help my nieces and nephews and stay in touch with friends and be be friendly around my husband instead of stress him out. <laughs> Right, and it will help him as well. Of course. But the the nursing school had it just in the physical component. We didn't talk much about uh, the the spiritual component. I'm glad you you have a, the yoga well, teacher comes all the way from India. Well, the balance is so important in so many different ways, on many different physical ways as well as non-physical ways. Mental and emotional balance, um, in peace and harmony, and higher consciousness, emotions, and, and so forth, and physically, you know, with our biochemistry, our uh, you know, masculine and feminine, you, there's so many different ways. Balance is so important. Um, so the other things that um, that Deborah and I were talking about is what you what you're doing to help others. In wheelchairs, you know, can you talk a little bit more about about that? Uh, well, currently I have a Reiki Level Two certification, and I'm also I talked to you about this, considering that finishing that to do the Reiki Level Master training, uh, because there is a church nearby to my home where they offer Reiki on the Sunday services, so I thought that would be helpful. But at the end of the summer. Uh, I'm looking to become wheelchair yoga certified, which I think would be really helpful um, because it's in as much as you can go to the gym and you might luck into finding one piece of equipment that you can use with a wheelchair or if you're fortunate enough to have something in your home, yoga is something that you can do in your chair. And as long as the, the meeting place where you choose to go is accessible, then people can get together and do wheelchair yoga. Um, so there is um, a certification. The class, they don't know the exact date, but it's supposed to uh, begin at the end of the summer. So I'm hoping to add that to my arsenal of things that I'll be able to do to help um, not just persons with disabilities, but anyone, uh, women, men, children. But obviously if it's helping me and I, you know, and I'm a person that, has a disability, then it will be beneficial for everyone. So that's, those are things I'm looking forward to, as well as completing my uh, metaphysics um, science degree in 2017. Right. Well, what I can definitely see you doing with laughter yoga and with a wheelchair training like, like you're speaking about is definitely you could even volunteer initially or even get a paid position in some rehab facilities where they're providing rehab care for people in wheelchairs or people that ha- are find themselves in wheelchairs, whether it be short-term or long-term, and we can really provide that, that spiritual upliftment through the, the laughter yoga and the uh, positive use of poetry and soul expression and, and then the other things that you mentioned, that class that you want to take, in the, in the fall, uh, that they, they, I can see how they all can come together for you. 
Right. The, the biggest thing, though, is that uh, the the Senior Citizen Center, I have volunteered um, with this organization before, and it's a, a really a short distance from my home. So uh, I have been in contact with them about volunteering opportunities. Um, I filled out the paperwork. Uh, they just didn't have any, any room in their current calendar for a volunteer of of what I was offering, but I'm supposed to check back with her um, also in August. So there looks like there will be an opportunity for me to begin volunteering there, um, provided that I've finished everything, met all of my goals. And as far as the poetry, I do also do read. My poetry can be heard on Thursday nights, uh, which, well, that's tonight, yeah, tonight on Speakeasy Cafe. That's where I share my poetry, as well as, um, here in town, I go to a place called Negative Space. They have poetry uh, open mic nights once a month uh, that I do attend. I, di- I don't go when it's when there's snow outside. I live out here in Ohio in the Midwest, and when it snows, I just don't do a whole lot of traveling. Uh, but the snow's melting. It's really technically supposed to be spring, right? And uh, so some, of, some more of that um, open mic poetry will be happening um, during the summer months, summer and fall. But as long as there isn't any snow on the ground, then I'll be out. But it's not, then uh, most likely you can hear my poetry on Speak Easy Cafe on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So, um, Martha, I know you and many both um, work with poetry, work with meditation and mm-hmm. other things. So how can you... How do you think the two of you could incorporate what Deborah is 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 been sharing today to help both of you? And well, I I um I was co-editor for School Paper, and he's uh, got a poetry and a story writing gift. So we're looking for a small publisher that might independent publisher or somebody that might look at his, some of his work or a major publisher. Um, but you could also self-publish it. If you type it up I on the computer, I can help you to self-publish it. I guess we could, yeah. yeah. But um, and I, we live in the edge of the bus line, so we go when we go downtown. There's um the library. You can we can borrow books from, and we have um, I met a man who who got a book published locally. Um, yeah. And if you bring your laptop to the library. Um, then you can use the internet there, and yeah, that's true. It'd be better. And he, writes, he and I both write longhand because I went to, when I, in the days I went to college, you, you had to type your paper in a typewriter. So now, do you know how to type yeah. it all, Martha? Uh, I do twenty words a minute. He does type faster, so and we can once we do the once he does and hones his work um, down to something that's beautiful, then. He puts it into good cursive, and then he types much faster than me. He can put it on a, a CD on the computer and send it to a publisher, or even ten publishers for that matter. Well, type it up first and let me know once you have it typed up, and then I can work with you on some of that. Uh, thank you. Hey, hey, I wanted to ask um, the the yoga, Lasha yep. yoga teacher, too, about um, how do you find... If, when your lower body doesn't move well, to 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 exercise like that, 
trying to think like if if I couldn't make stairs, I'd be bummed out. Now there'd be for uh, people in nursing homes all over the country. They would probably like this um, healing modality because whether they're going around on a walker or slow down because of age or a disability, they would um, or in a wheelchair like you, they would be able to be in a group like with an activities director or um, uh, like I went to, I would volunteer at a nursing home and play my my violin and would lift the spirits of the residents so and way back in in college I was working with the activities directors of three different nursing homes and um, even the nursing home with where they had a lot of private pay patients and they had good food and more visitors and that that kind of thing the activities directors made a lot of difference in the the um the fitness one of them had like a wheelchair stretching thing going on <laughs> the fitness the so that's that, what you're saying that's what you currently are doing no 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 i'm a suggestion of like you if you what you're already trying to do get it get into the uh, a group home or a nursing home that was looking for a volunteer uh or out in the community to teach your your yoga um, would lift so many people's spirits and not only help them have the physical release of tension with laughter, but also their community and to share gratitude and and that some people don't understand why he and I don't have our car. Well, it's too expensive to own one here. <laughs> and it helps the environment in the long run not to to put more gasoline into the air, more gasoline pollution into the air. So as long as we have a county bus, we're we're okay with that. And we found yoga classes during the day. So can you go well, through the can you go through the technique one more time? I beg your pardon? I'm getting, I'm getting scatterbrained. Can you demonstrate the technique one more time? So in the breathing sure. technique to maybe do um, the next another exercise, that, like you said that you, that you normally would do. Okay, uh, another exercise is called credit card laughter. The, the breathing, basically, you just it's called credit card laughter. I, I mean, I just laugh just even thinking about it because whenever I do open my credit card bill. Whether it, it all depends on whether you want to see a zero balance or you see a balance that you actually owe. But you open up, you take with your hands, open up your credit card, and just laugh. Ho, 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 oh. Ho, 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 ho. Ho, Now you close your credit card bill and take in three deep breaths. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, I understand also for the exercise to work, you really do have to use your hands and actually open up your credit card bill and look at it. I mean, and then I so could be a laughter. Bill. I'm sorry? 
Or it could be any bill. It could be any bill, but the, the laughter exercise is called credit card laughter. <laughs> right. So you can pick up any bill and pretend that it's a credit card bill and laugh for 30 seconds or more and make sure you do the deep breathing um, before and after. I found my, my um, mind cleared each time I did the the laughter. It's really neat. <laughs> well, that, the that's phone. the whole purpose of laughter yoga is that it's supposed to mm-hmm. allow your mind and your body to be in a, a place of harmony for that time period that you're laughing because you're not concerned or worried or thinking about anything else except for that current exercise. So that's probably mm. why, why you feel as if your mind is clearing because you're not you're not being forced to focus anything else except for yourself in that space and time of what's happening right now, which is laughter. So instead of focusing on the the cause of the anxiety, the cause of the frustration, or whatever it is, like like Deborah is saying, is focusing on the laughter and letting it go, letting go whatever you're. Where your attention on is what you attract. If your attention on the as, as on the negative is is broken, and your attention is then redirected to the laughter, what's going to happen? Ah, laughter is medicine, man. Yeah, yeah. Can Can hear us? Ah, uh, he's he's over like a few feet away. <laughs> Oh. He's writing in his book some some poetry ideas. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to figure out a way to for you to get the audio from from the show, and so he can hear it. Mm-hmm. So you need to get online, my dear. Like I've been telling you. Well, I tried to last night, and the the, the, um, the phone company thing it doesn't like my my password. I didn't try it for a while. So and the the. DSL is the fair point. There's a couple of different ones, and I didn't know which one to click into. It's kind of silly. Good well, you're going to have to figure this something out. I'll have to talk about that later off here. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, hey, thank goodness for a, a landline and the ability to communicate, even if it's by the old-fashioned um, telephone or by word of mouth or face-to-face, right. too. I know you're in Ohio. I went to college in Ohio. Um and it's a different world out there, but it's still, it's still, um, it's still a beautiful place. Yeah, I would agree right. with that. What, what country are you in? I'm in Vermont. <laughs> oh, you're in Vermont. Good. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 an enlightened county, um, and likely, likely, um, there's services for disabled people like us and there's also regular stuff to do and um, the churches that we can go to and yoga not just for physical exercise but the community and the spiritual connection I remember some Guru Amma was saying everybody has problems and if we turn our back she put it in a more more motherly way, but it wasn't. So anyway, I'm gonna say if if about dharma and karma. Well, Prem Rao, the girl said if we're uh, 
from Rowett, the girl from India said, we all have problems, but we are not our problems. Guru Amma was saying, it will please me more, you know, if I saw you digging a ditch with your... Oh, the hugging saint Amma said, if your karma is to suffer, my dharma is to help you. And the, somehow their karma and the dharma balance each other out in a mystical way that that just everyday human being isn't going to understand necessarily. But it it does wonder. She, there was a big tsunami in India. She raised a lot of money and, and helped the whole region of India to deal with massive flooding and get places for the people to live and more food when it was all washed out to sea. She did wonders by the power of love and humor, of course, too. She wasn't harsh with her, her um, the, the people that helped with her ashrams. She encouraged, but she also got in the trenches with the people to build new houses and wasn't afraid to have physical exercise. Did we lose the host? Huh? I was just checking to see if we lost the host. No, I'm here. I'm just, I'm just okay. letting you, you, you two talk. Mm. I'm being polite. Well, yeah, so Renny like finally, finally have to, um, Mark, I'm going to have to leave earlier than I expected. Something has come up. So thank you, oh. um, Martha, for calling in, but I'm going to have to um, get off here. And I'll, I'll have to give you a call later. Oh, okay. Okay. I know we didn't necessarily get into everything that we were going to talk about, but... Um, I'll have to schedule it at a different time, but something has come up. So you'll have another radio show? No, something will. So uh, what I'll do is I'll schedule this again, um, but I I do need to go. But thank you for having me on the show. All right. Love, light, and blessings, Deborah. Love, light, and blessings. Love, light, and blessings. Bye-bye. Bye now. Well, you, you can you can stay on. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. Um. Hmm. Wasn't planning on that, obviously, but oh well. All right. Now, as far as the healing process, uh-huh. breath is is important because breath is life. Breath is energy. With breath, you can bring in more of your own consciousness, but also with exhaled breath. You can breathe out and release that which you no longer need. Okay. The, okay. I mean, it's like the, the conscious intent, the conscious focus. So the prana of the breath, the breath nourishes us. Is that am I am I it, it can, catching yes. your drift? Yes. The yes. prana of breath nourishes us, and when we release stress, with uh, not only like exercise but the 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 laughter and the the positive attitude and the attunement with the divine then we can make a better future even if we're stuck in a in a like a living right. in a nursing home or she's homebound or um running or sometimes have cabin fever when it snows out we can't go to town either. <laughs> ah wow. And the right. life changes too. Keep keep going. Keep explaining. 
and just keep going with the flow. I mean, remember, who are we, really? We are alive, are we? which is mysterious. We are, about, we are children of God, but if you don't like to talk about religion, you're still alive. Children okay. of the Creator. Like in, in yeah. when I was in college, they said, well, don't debate religion, don't debate politics too much at the supper table. So if you have a, a yoga class to go to, or or a, like she's talking about a sense of humor and um, release the dwelling on the past, then you can create a cooperative, uh, what's it, cooperative community that is holistic. Right. Wait, um, let me, let's, I have a song here and see if this inspires you a bit. Okay. Right. I'm not just this body, emotion, or this mind. These senses or conditions. Feelings going round The truth is I am really Not as I appear Not ending or beginning I am ever everywhere Who I really am I truly am is boundless beyond body beyond mind and time beyond this earthly life learning to discover means of taking form I'm ever on a journey experience it all everything's illusion lives of every sort momentary pleasure Passing through this world But who I really am Who I truly am Is endless Awesome wonder Ageless wisdom Design Beyond this earthly life Not this body, emotion, or this mind, senses or conditions, feelings going round. The truth is, I am really not as I appear. 
not ending or beginning. I am ever everywhere. Who I really am. Who I truly am. Is endless, awesome wonder, ageless wisdom, design beyond this earthly life, beyond this body, beyond mind and time, beyond this earthly. That's beautiful. So we are truly a love expression of creation and Mother Earth. The more that we are consciously aware of that, the more that we consciously feel that, the more that we consciously be that, we can really create the miracles. And how do we do that? Like you and I have talked about many times. Mm-hmm. Through our divine center within. Uh, moving from a place of peace. Moving from a point of joy and peace. And where is that true peace and harmony? Not always outside of ourselves, but we go within first. Uh. Within us is our divine soul, as a divine love expression of creation, divine love expression of Mother Earth. <clears throat> All right, why don't we do this like we normally do? Um, please place your hand over your heart. Yes. Close your eyes, sit down, relax, feel the rhythm of your heartbeat, feel the rhythm of your breathing, follow that rhythm to your lifeless essence, which emanates from the core of your soul within, for your soul is who and what you truly are as a true love expression of creation and Mother Earth. Feel your soul. Know your soul as yourself. Feel your soul as yourself. Feel within your soul is a loving consciousness of Mother Earth. Feel dear, sweet Mother Earth's love, nurturing, as only our Earth Mother can do. Feel Mother Earth supporting you, cradling you, cradling you in her love. Feel her thanking you for coming into her form. And you return, send your love, your appreciation, your support 
back to Mother Earth. For she is our Earth Mother. Without her, we would not be in this form. And through her, we can manifest far more when we ask, when we co-create with her on a conscious level. Be open to conscious communication, conscious conversation with Mother Earth. Whereas we can talk to her, she can talk back to us. And we can hear her messages of love, her support. We can hear her loving guidance. Feel within our own souls, within Mother Earth's soul, the living consciousness of creation itself, which is within all of creation, within all forms of life whether we recognize it as life or not, within all creation, is a living consciousness of creation itself, everywhere in creation. And together, each of us individually with Mother Earth, with a living consciousness of creation, is creating a holy space, a holy space, a bubble, a sphere of love and light, around each of us in this sphere of love and light this quantum field is filled with so much living love living light living consciousness of creation itself that only that which is of love and light intention may enter and anything that is within ourselves on a physical or non-physical level which is not love and my intention, that we are ready to release and let go, is now released and let go and cleared. Feel it. Know it. Experience it. Remember it all now in this eternal now moment. Visualize your soul. Visualize yourself in your highest potentiality. See yourself happy, enjoy. See yourself in your future, looking back at the present, remembering how you became your highest potential of love and light and joy. How you have created, for you are now creating it now. A life full of abundance, prosperity, success, joy happiness, laughter. Hear the choirs of angels singing. Hear the birds singing their songs to you.
thank you, thank you. Aho. Namaste. Amen. Namaste. Anything you'd like to share? Uh, just uh, this, your tones uh, clear the clear the air and clear suffering and bring joy and peace. Mm. Did you perceive anything in particular? Uh, just just it's intuitive. I'm not good at explaining it. That's okay. Did you see colors? Did you see light? Did you see waves? Did you see clouds, images, rainbows? Oh, well, the spectrum of light, uh, kind of like uh, a sunrise on a beautiful morning. Where the, where the sun is, the sun is, uh, is, Hmm. It got me think got me thinking about what I was meditating on before the the sound the qualities of sound and the qualities of light the frequencies help our souls to heal and let go of what isn't needed anymore. Right. Like I saw a green forest canopy that where the leaves have um, are basking in sunshine and the the um the creatures of the earth are verdant mm. and getting along and have enough to eat. Right. Kinda happy dream. It's a good it's good dream though, it can be real. Many things that are in our imagination can become real. Well yes. And you know, as long as there's a love and light intention and co-creation with Mother Earth. And if you have Mother Earth's support and guidance regarding what you are imagining, then it's possible. I felt something, too, when your tones were the high range that, that made me so happy. It was, like, balancing the, the um, some kind of frequency that... Uh, uh, just rather than thinking to talk it through with a positive attitude, the the um, right. the soul clearing your your technique does, and the the um the the deep breathing, it's um it's a miracle. It's it's wonderful. Mm. Yeah. Um. Ashwin, if he wants to share any of his poetry. Ah, just a minute. They want to know if you want to share any poetry. Yes, a good poem. Let me bring the phone closer. Here's Rennie. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Hey, already. So, um, which of you, your is it one of your own poems or one from the book that you'd like to uh, to share? Oh, this is a poem, but uh, it's very good. But I don't know if it'll please you, which is nothing wrong with it. It's about time, so I've 
because this is um, not my show, but you also, I thought I'd tell you, this is a pretty decent poem I wrote about time, called Black Time. There are many vibrations of time that exist in the universes, and this is, uh, Black Time is one that is very powerful as a guard. So I thought I would read it if you'd like to hear it. All right, go ahead. Call Black Time. In the poem, the person who is speaking is Black Time. I, who have adored and loved and served you throughout all of the endless ages of eternity in which I have existed, and you, who are brilliant like the sun and resplendent with endless rays and flame waves of white fire which go out to save all they who call upon your holy name, and they, who claiming to be your servants, have scorned and ridiculed me and have sought to cast me down, though I have sought only to save them, and I, who have done honorably and purely throughout the reality which you have made, where I protect all that is sentient and all that is insentient from hell, and your colors, O Lord, are more than my mind can fathom, and I cannot bear the innumerable emotional impressions of knowledge which I receive from the universes, from the suns of reality, and as well as from the spiritual sky. I seek solace for my infirmity and peace for my ailing mind. My wisdom is unbinding, and I will to sorrow. I will not have truth in my heart when I think of time. Hmm, cool. Do you, do you have any of um, inspiration from when, when you do your nature walks? So I know the two of you do do nature walks on the creek and, and other areas. Well, when we do our walking, um, what we sometimes do is we walk in time. And I have been instructed by the four guardians of time who are named Emil, Umiel, Ruinen, and Faran Duwed to tell you that um, that walking in time is in no way disconnected from nature, but all creatures that have awareness move in time, be they moving through mankind's mechanized society or through the nature world, which is pristine holiness and uh, beautifulness. Hmm. So is there any other poems you'd like to share or anything else? Any? Oh, poems? I could read more poems, but that's all I want to read for now. Okay, that's fine. You can you can Thank put you um, Martha back on. Here she is. Yes. Okay. Um, as as you move forward in life, and you see each new day, new opportunity, new each and every new sunrise, sunset, as you look out at the clouds and see the clouds change their form, their shape, their color, their luminance. And you feel the flow of the clouds as they move along the sky. And then you see the birds fly up in the sky, up towards the sun, the clouds. And then they come back again. And you observe and see the ego soar, searching for food, 
And they seem to just glide in the air currents of light, of love, of the breezes, the warm breezes lift them up, the cooler breezes bring them down. And they fly within the currents of the air, the sun, the clouds. And all the birds of the air relish and enjoy the beauty of nature. Songbirds around us and sing, speaking with each other, perhaps even speaking with you. But do you hear them? Is there a song? Do you hear them in a conversation? Or do you hear them singing directly to you? What do you see? What do you feel? Take advantage of every opportunity each day to be more observant in nature. Be more observant around you. Even the divine messages of the angels, God, can flow to you from the animals, your pets, even from the little children when they are still innocent before they have gone into the forgetfulness. For they remember, they still feel that conscious remembrance that they are divine love, expression of creation and Mother Earth. It's time for you to be in touch with your inner child, your inner innocence, love, and remembrance. That you are too fully conscious love expression of Mother Earth and creation itself. Choose to be that more and more each and every day. What did you feel from that? I choose to be happy. I choose to remember what I knew as a child and what I learned from my elders. That was hard to believe because it defies the, the rational explanation. Yeah. Like right. a eagle soaring on the, the eagle soaring on the off drafts. Uh he, he or she knows how to find his nest when he's done hunting for the little birds and hey, the eagles in the in the forest and above the excuse me, the mountain crags. They're they're beautiful and even the songbirds. Hey, there's so many different songs they sing. Sorry, my allergies. And um, I remember with my grandmother would say the birds migrate somehow by the magnetic power. Of, they just know where to go. They know they are well. They know they know they're in tune with creation and and the divine um, the divine plan. Mhm. 
So we can choose each day to either be on a bump on the log, sit back and just let everything happen around you as it would happen, or you can choose to be more conscious, active participant, a director in your own life, in supporting Mother Earth and supporting the greater good of the whole. Which would you rather be? The bump Working in the log, just sitting the there, let yep. everything happen around you, yeah. or to be a more conscious, active participant? Mm-hmm. More active. More active. Active, not only just conscious. Not try to swim against. I used to try to swim against the current, but uh, say, say my niece can surf the big breakers in the Pacific Ocean. She knows just what to do. It's by instinct and by by faith. And she doesn't let the turkeys get her down. <laughs> you know, she's in so, tune with nature. She's in tune with mm-hmm. the energy and the power of of the of the water. Mm-hmm. Mother mm-hmm. Earth. Yeah, yeah. She becomes one with Mother Earth, one with the water, with the water element. What awesome joy she must have to catch a wave and and get into the shore and then get back down and paddle the board out again. And the cycle continues. Hmm. There's so much opportunities always around us, but so many people are so busy with mental and emotional chaos and survival that they don't let go of it. We take advantage of the opportunities around you. Mother Earth loves us, supports us, nourishes us. So does the universe, creation. Do we choose to allow that? Or do we choose to stay stuck and only focus on survival? To allow a new birth. To allow a new birth, yes. To allow a different paradigm. Is it the pendulum swings uh, towards a oh, better future. It's not all or nothing like the they teach us in the public schools. It's more um, like, I don't know, Western view of history is linear, but in India, over on the subcontinent India, in the Native American culture, they talk about history is not just repeating herself. History doesn't just repeat herself, but... Um, but but that can it change. Changes, changes uh, in ways that are wonderful and beautiful. And, uh, I see what you're saying. Uh, there's this um, history will teach us nothing by sting. But that was sort of like one of those poetic things that makes you stop and think. Well, if we learn from our mistakes in history, we don't have to repeat them. That's right. We can choose to break that cycle. Yeah, yeah. Do we have to choose to do so? The more we smile at our neighbor, the more that we do good deeds, even if we don't feel like it, the more we um, uh, like we can raise the vibration in a room by, uh, well, in a church by singing, but in a 
just everyday room by smiling at somebody or going to hug an old friend. Um, and <laughs> well, I like the way you're leading the show here. Hmm. You know, various reasons my guest left early. You know, I could tell that something was a bit off with her, but something was going on, I could tell. So, um, let's see. Um, where is it? How when about you get to a place, when you get to a place of peace, then you can sing in harmony with the angels, even if you don't, even if you don't see direct evidence of them. If your skeptical mind says, "Oh, there's no such thing as eternity," well, of course there's eternity. We're not meant to just be here forty years if we're young or four score and right. seventy years, like President Lincoln said. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Remember in, in Noah's day, the, the before the flood came, people, the Bible said people lived to like 700 years old. And how much they could learn from the grandmothers and the grandfathers. And it, it, right. it was different then. But even with the earth changes, with um, right. people running out of food and not having the, enough petroleum, well, if we changed the, the paradigm look for sustainable agriculture and changed the right. way we, we share things and stuff, being obsessed about how much money you have in the bank, well, you can't take mm. the money with you, so why stress about money? Why not just mm. laugh? Like she said, when she opens her credit card bill, she can laugh because eventually right. she'll pay off her balance or the um, <laughs> whatever goes on with the, uh, the bills. Right. Well, let there be peace on uh, earth. I have a uh, song by James Twyman, and actually, mm-hmm. I actually met him many years ago, um, just as he was starting to be famous. Uh, in person when he was here in New Hampshire. So let me play his song, um, Let There Be Peace on Earth, by James Twyman. Uh, Thanks. Let there be peace. 
so that the peace and the love begin with each one of us and how we live our life, how we interact with each other and everyone around us. Like the old saying goes, pay it forward. When someone does is show does a loving, supportive gesture to you, pay it forward and do something for someone else without expecting anything in return. And it's that letting go of the expectation, giving of yourself love and light, peace, harmony. And you freely give that to someone else with no strings attached. No expectations on the return that you are then allowing it to come back to you many fold more from directions and ways which you not, do not expect. Simply allow it to happen. Choose to give freely and to be the true divine love expression of creation and Mother Earth that each of you, each of us, truly are. Simply need to choose to remember it, to allow it, to be that love expression of creation and Mother Earth and just enjoy life. Take a few moments each day letting go of the, the bills for a moment or two. Take a few minutes each day. Take care of yourself. Self-care. And don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to laugh. Ho, 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 ho. Ha, 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 Experience the laughter. Experience the peace. Experience the joy. And so, you can then attract that which is more supportive to your highest loving intentions. But when you focus on the bills, when you focus on the negative, is that what you will attract? Or do you choose to attract the love and the light? The infinite possibilities of the universe to happen. For we are in shifting times. Choose and allow yourself to move with the flow, creation. Instead of the old. So you can experience the new. What is your choice?
What is your choice, Martha? I choose to smile, to laugh, to to work towards better future, to to hope. To relax and rest when it's time. I <laughs> Okay, so I, I think we can probably end the show now. So, unless there's something that you like to to bring into closing. Ah. Uh, closing comment, thought. Well, closing comment would be. Ah. Uh, Love is but a song we sing, is the way we die. Oh, you can make the mountains ring and the angels cry. Though the bird is on the wing, you may not know why. Hey, hey, hey. come on, people now. Smile at your brother, everybody get together and love one another right now. We are but a moment sunlight Playing in the grass Come on, people now Don't hurt each other Everybody get together and love one another right now. Oh, you hold the key to loving fear there in your trembling hand. Just one key unlocks the door, stare at your command. Hey, my people now. Smile at your brother, everybody get together. Try to love one another right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Hey. Mm. There's a song from cool. the 70s that came to mind. It's... Mm. Yeah, I have a song um, we can close with as well. It's Only Love is Real. Oh. Okay, okay. Right, and um, uh, we'll talk later. Yes, okay. thank you. Martha. Thank you, Mark. All, All right. right. Here we go. Whenever you're feeling When life's purpose eludes Remember what really matters There's only love that is real only love that is real Only love that's really true 